Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to episode 25 of the Strange Catholics podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Today we're going to talk about morality and immorality. Our saint this week is St. Thomas Aquinas, one of my personal favorites. Let us start with opening prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you please send your Holy Spirit upon us. Let us speak your words. Let us be open to the movements of your Spirit within us so we may always draw upon that well of wisdom that you place within us. We pray for all those that are hearing this, that their heart may be open to draw ever closer to you. We pray all these things through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to both of my brothers for being on here again. Uh, welcome, everyone. So quickly here at the beginning of our podcast, we just we just wanted to talk a little bit about unity. You know, we just recently had an election. We've talked a little bit about that. Um, we've had obviously had some turbulence after the election. And now we have a new administration in. And, and I guess I'm appealing to the better selves that we are as Christians we need to find some common ground in this country and come together. So this, this, that's what my prayer is. And that's what I implore to, to the people of this podcast and the people of this country. You know, it's interestingly, when we saw the storming of the Capitol on the 6th of January, we had some people that were very, very angry, just a small group, but they were very angry about the election results, seeming that somehow they were separate. They were a different group and they weren't like the other group. Then, of course, the other group wins and somehow they feel they're more superior. Now they've won. It's almost like we still have these two separate groups. So we just need to come together as people, you know, because that is what God wants us. I mean, he wants us to be one people and we are one people. So so that's just the only thing that I wanted to kind of, you know, push out there here at the beginning of the podcast this week. You know, that's Christ's prayer that we all would be one. He wants us all to come into knowledge and really love of him. So we know that the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, his Son. So Jesus is trying to unify us under the gospel message that he gives us, what his church has brought, has brought us over the centuries. And he's really offering himself before us to try and bring us ever closer to him. And we're all fallen people. We all 
are sinners. We're all going to have our own ways that we receive, respond to different things. But again, as you said, trying to find those ways that we can find some similarities, some ways that we can work together, and especially to dialogue, to actually listen to others. And I know we've preached about this many times on the podcast before, but listening to others and not responding right away, but instead listening and then responding. And I think that takes, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of restraint because a lot of, you know, so much of what we're seeing and receiving, um, consuming as far as information, you know, it's coming and going very, very quickly. And so I think part of our knee jerk reaction wants to be to just, you know, throw our arms up or whatever it might be, but instead to just wait, listen, rest with whatever it is, especially if we can take the time to put that to prayer, whatever it is, the thing that's bothering us, the thing that we're happy about, before we say anything, you know, just stopping and listening. And I think that's so important. That's part of St. Ignatius of Loyola's, you know, part of his rules for discernment too, is that we stop and listen and we wait and we see how the Spirit's moving within us and among us and around us instead of just knee-jerk reaction, which is a lot of, you know, what's going on in, you know, 2020, 2021. That's a lot of what's going on is just kind of that knee-jerk reaction if we just stop, listen, wait, and see how the Spirit is moving among, within, and uh, around us. We can really have substantial change, not just in our country, but really, if you think about that, in our entire world. Well, and I think too, Phil, is recognizing even if we disagree with that other person and even if that other person absolutely says something that makes our blood boil, recognizing that that person indeed is created in the likeness and image of God and that other person that is stirring up emotions within us still needs out of respect and out of love the love of christ to be heard amen and to be listened to and have their voice heard you know the one thing you know that i think we here in in the united states of america take for granted uh because it's so prevalent is the fact that we can voice our opinion we can have our voice be heard on the streets in public forums, anywhere, and n- not have any fear of retribution or or being jailed or even flat out killed. Um, I think now is a perfect time, Bob, and I'm glad that you brought this up uh, to open up our episode 25 tonight. Uh, you know, I I think I said this after the election too. It's it's time to once again become the United States of America and not the divided States of America. It's real easy to, to sit and shout at one another, but it's, it's much more difficult, challenging to sit and listen and appreciate that person as a, a child created in likeness and image of God. That paid announcement is by the Terry Jancic for president. <laughs> <laughs> Not a job, not a job I want. Thank you very much. Love it. Love it. And those are all great comments from both of you. The biggest concern that I have, just to wrap this up, is not even the back and forth that even us have with 
you're wrong, I'm wrong, and even a little heated discussion once in a while, it's now the what's happened in the summertime last summer with with rioting and people getting hurt from maybe left the left side, uh, Antifa, that that wing, whatever, more radicalized things, things that are happening in Portland, Seattle, to the storming of the Capitol with with mostly more right wing folks. And and then people getting hurt. There's people getting killed. There is no more that we just disagree, but we're the same. You know, we 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 still go to work together. We still live with each other. You know, it see it seems like, you know, the discussions of the country splitting are much more prevalent now. So with a new administration, perfect opportunity for us to just come together as the United States, as as Terry said, and, and be one one nation and and we'll pray for all that and all our political leaders at the end of the podcast during our prayer intentions. So with that said, let's transition into our main topic, which is morality. Part of what we want to talk about, uh, I actually pulled some people on LinkedIn to try and get some ideas that how to talk about morality, immorality, and what are some of the things that other people wanted to hear discussed. So one really good comment that I received uh, from Jeffrey was talk about the link between fear and immorality, how fear can lead us to make an immoral decision. So not even defining terms and going super deep because Bob said we should keep this high level and I agree. So just talking about, you know, when there's a moral decision before us and maybe fear of our own self, you know, our own you know, fear that we have within ourselves on, is this decision, should I make this decision? What's the repercussions of this decision? Or, you know, fear of other people responding. There's a lot of fear that we've got going on in our world today with COVID, with just everything that's going on. There's a lot of fear. And so trying to identify the fear, to acknowledge it, to name it, and then try to work to overcome those fears I think is a great way. And especially if you can get a spiritual director, this is a phenomenal way. It's not always possible. And I recognize that, but it's a great way to help to have someone else from, you know, an outside view, look at and understand kind of where we're at spiritually. So then the things that we're encountering and we're reacting to, they can help identify and say, well, yeah, you're identify you, you had this thing happen, you, whatever it might be. And you responded this way. And, you know, why was that? And just kind of break that open a little bit. And if we don't have a spiritual director, just really take that to prayer. Take some time in silence and try and break open some of those things, whatever it might be. And I think so often, you know, there's a fear of, well, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, whatever it might be, whatever the moral uh, question is that's before us and and really trying to take a moment, just like we talked about at the beginning, really take a moment and try to rest with that decision and let our well-formed conscience guide us instead of our emotions. And St. Thomas Aquinas writes well on this. But So that's one of the comments. And I really like that because I, I did not think about that angle of fear and how fear can drive us in some of these immoral directions. And it's it's very true. It's true in my life. I know it's true for probably most any sinner that's alive right now listening to this. So you know, just recognize that there's fear, whatever it might be, and try to work to overcome that fear because we don't want to live in fear. Fear is from the devil. He's trying to make us afraid of whatever, the 
the good decision or doing the bad decision and fear of what is someone going to find out? So then we keep it a secret. Another great comment that we had was, you know, it, immorality can start small. It can be maybe we don't even intend to make an immoral decision, but we, we have these small lies that then turn into bigger lies and then promises get broken. And there's just this chain reaction, which I also thought was a really good way of kind of looking at uh, this comment was from Celeste. And, you know, she's, you know, really highlighting, you know, these little things that can break in. And we've talked about um, how little parts of sin. We've talked about this on a couple of our podcasts where just this, these little acts can start to crack the glass that we have kind of to protect ourselves. And when there's enough of them, it becomes so shattered, we can't see out and people can't see in. And we want to try to not fall. And yes, we're going to fall again, but we don't want to fall as far. And so trying not to fall in this way. So if someone, this is someone's proclivity, they already do, you know, tell lies, whatever, gossip. Um, if they can work to instead stop, pray, listen to what the other people are saying, but not add to it. Or when someone asks them a, whatever it might be, and instead of them responding with, you know, that little lie that they were going to say, respond truthfully, respond truthfully. Okay. So the last comment that I had was that we shouldn't forget the virtues. So I'm just going to read through the seven deadly sins and their corresponding virtues. I'm just going to, that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to go into detail on them. Bob told me to keep it high level. So that's what I'm going to do. High level. So we have the sin of pride, which is really idolatry, idolatry of ourselves, where we put ourselves first, right? And that the opposing virtue is humility. Going too deep? I think that's what Bob's telling me. Then we have envy. Oh, that's good. Envy is really the idolatry of a position or a status, right? Looking at what someone else has and wanting to bring them down. Envy is, we'll leave it there. The opposite virtue for that is generosity, you know, giving of ourselves, giving of what we have, instead of looking and coveting what someone else has, wanting what they have and wanting to take it from them or hurt them in some way. Instead, we are, bring a generous heart. We are generous with them. Anger. So that's the idolatry of power, control, justice. And the op opposing virtue to that is gentleness, bringing that gentleness. How much gentle, more gentleness do we need? Lust. We have a whole podcast, two podcasts, I think, on lust, talking about the idolatry of sex or relationships. The opposing virtue is chastity, which every person, no matter their vocation, no matter their state in life, is called to some degree of chastity. Gluttony. It's idolatry of food, drink, drugs, whatever that self-indulgence is. And that opposing virtue that we're striving for is temperance. Really repeating to ourselves, Man does not survive on bread alone, but only on the words that pour forth from the mouth of God. You know, we bring that scripture and it helps us to resist some of those gluttonous behaviors. Greed, idol idolatry of security, wealth, money, hoarding, stealing, right? The opposing virtue is generosity again, where when we're giving more freely of the things that we have, we don't have this need to build that second barn, as Jesus says, to store all of our things because we can't take them when we go. So how can we give more of the gifts that we've been given? Last one is sloth. So that's the idolatry of ease. False comfort can lead to laziness. 
The opposing virtue is perseverance, sticking with, not giving up, striving for perseverance. Our whole discussion on morality kind of spurred out of the uh, second reading from last week's mass, which was, was it out of, was that out of, what, where was it, what, what letter was that out of? You got it again, Terry? It was uh, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter it's, six. Is it in Samuel's in that? Is that what it was? Right. It, that was Samuel, the first reading. Samuel was that the was first, the first reading. reading. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. But that's kind of what spurred our discussion to talk a little bit about morality this week, because it is something that did stick out to us when we were in uh, mass last week. So, and and I agree with all of Phil's comments, but, you know, folks, think think about it this way. When you watch television show, a sitcom, a sitcom is a perfect venue to show morality, right? There's always a little white lie that somebody covers up, right? Because, you know, they think that they can hide it and it always blows up to be something larger, right? And at the end, they all reconcile and say they're sorry and they didn't want to, you know, whatever and all this other stuff or they made a mistake or whatever, you know. I can tell you that for my wife's case, for sure, she always, she doesn't like to watch some of that stuff from time to time, even though it's funny, because inside she, she gets an uneasy feeling. You know what? She gets an uneasy feeling. And you know what that uneasy feeling is? That is her, that's her core. That's her center. That's her religious center. That's that God voice in spirit inside of her saying that, something wrong's going on, you know, something that's not truthful is going on. So yeah, we well-formed all conscience. That, yeah. We have that conscious that, right. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the works. I couldn't think of it, but uh, that, that, that's the thing. So when you feel that inside, you know, you need to listen to that. Okay. So that's the best advice I can give you in regards to morality. Cause we all have it. We've all been given it. And and hopefully our parents and our religious leaders and others have helped us well form it over our upbringing. You know, absolutely. It's something that, uh, you know, we we do need to be aware of a uh, classic example of kind of. Things snowballing out of control, um, if you've watched the recent Robert De Niro film, The War with Grandpa. Uh, good film. Um, yeah, sorry, I haven't heard of that, Terry. Okay, well, it was a it was a, okay. Real quick, it was a book that my son read for uh, for school um, hmm. in the uh, in the tenth grade, and uh, so it came out in movie form, and so we watched it together as a family. And what it is is is. Uh, De Niro moves in with his daughter and son-in-law, um, displacing one of the children. So uh, the okay. the yeah, the yeah. son gets uh, moved into the attic. This creates tension between grandpa and grandchild, and the war starts where they start, you know, going back and forth. But they uh, they agreed that they would never tell mom. Well, <clears throat> as you can guess, by the end of the movie things snowball way out of control and I'm not going to spoil it f for either one of you who may want to watch this. 
Um, but uh, to kind of tie that back in with what you were talking about, Bob, where it stems out of uh, the second reading from the second Sunday in ordinary time. Um, one of the one of the provocative things that Paul writes in this letter that that kind of deals with that is every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the immoral person sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? Well, all good things to think about in regards to morality. So thanks for everybody's contributions on that topic for this week. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to roll into everybody's favorite topic, the Saint Spotlight. We'll be right back right after this. We're back, and the one and only, your favorite, Terry, is going to talk about St. Thomas Aquinas, one of the big, big saints. Big yeah, names, I, anyway. Actually, probably one of the most recognizable saints of the Catholic Church. Thank you, Bob. Um, his feast day is January the 28th. Uh, he is the patron saint of students, schools, Catholic schools, colleges and universities, apologists, booksellers, and he is also talking about morality and immorality, the patron saint of chastity. So, blessed John Paul II, in his 1998 letter, Fidus a Ratio, said St. Thomas had the great merit of giving pride of place to the harmony which exists between faith and reason, knowing that both the light of reason and the light of faith come from God, hence there can be no contradiction between them. So St. Thomas Aquinas, he was born during the year 1225 as the youngest of eight children into a noble family, having relatives among the rulers of the Holy Roman Empire. His father, Landoff, was the Count of Aquino, and his mother, Theodora, was the Countess of Tiano. A holy hermit once foretold of Thomas's career, saying to his mom, Theodora, before uh, Thomas was born, he will enter the order of friar preachers, and so great will be his learning and sanctity that in his day, no one will be found equal to him. At the age of five, according to the custom of the times, he was sent to receive his first training from the Benedictine monks of Monte Cassino, the abbey that was founded by St. Benedict, according to my resources. Diligent in his study, he was thus early noted as being a meditative and devoted individual to prayer, and his preceptor was surprised at hearing the child ask frequently, what is God? St. Thomas Aquinas remained at the monastery until he was 13 years old when the political climate forced him to Naples. St. Thomas spent the next five years completing his primary education at a Benedictine house in Naples. During those years, he studied Aristotle's work, which would later become a major launching point for his own exploration of philosophy. At the Benedictine House, which was closely affiliated 
with the University of Naples. Thomas also developed an interest in more contemporary monastic orders. He was particularly drawn to those that emphasized life of spiritual service in contrast with the more traditional view, views and sheltered lifestyle he had observed at the Abbey of Monte Cassino. In 1239, St. Thomas Aquinas began attending the University of Naples. In 1243, he secretly joined an order of Dominican monks receiving the habit in 1244, being attracted and directed by St. John of Julian, a noted preacher. When his family found out, they felt so betrayed that he had turned his back on the principles to which they subscribed that they decided to kidnap him. St. Thomas's family held him captive for an entire year, imprisoned him in the fortress of San Giovanni at Rocco Seca. During this time, they attempted to deprogram Thomas of his new beliefs. And even at one point, they sent in a prostitute to seduce him, whom Thomas drove out by brandishing a poker iron from the fireplace. That night, two angels appeared to him in a dream and strengthened his resolve to remain celibate. Thomas, was he Thomas held fast to the ideas he had learned at the university. However, he went back to the Dominican order following his release in 1245. He traveled to Rome and received the Pope's blessing upon his vocation, which would soon take him to Paris to study with the theologian later canonized as St. Albert the Great. From 1245 to 1252, he continued his pursuit of his studies with the Dominicans in Naples, Paris, and Cologne. He was ordained in Cologne, Germany in 1250 and went on to teach theology at the University of Paris under the tutelage of St. Albert the Great. St. Thomas also subsequently earned a doctorate in theology consistent with the Holy Hermit's prediction, Thomas proved an exemplary scholar. After completing his education, he devoted his life to traveling, writing, teaching, public speaking, and preaching. Public institutions and universities alike yearned to benefit from the wisdom of the Christian apostle. St. Thomas's best known achievements, however, are his works of theology. These include the Summa Contra Gentiles, the Compendium Theologiae, and the great Summa Theologica, which was placed on the altar along with the Bible at the 16th century Council of Trent for easy reference during discussions. In May of 1274, he was called to the Second Council of Lyon, where his works for Pope Urban IV would be presented. While journeying to the meeting, Thomas hit his head on the branch of a falling tree and fell ill. He was escorted to Monte Cassino to recover and then set out again. Unfortunately, he became ill once again and stopped at the cistern Fosanova Abbey, where the monks cared for him for several days. He received his last rites and prayed, I receive thee, ransom of my soul. For love of thee have I studied and kept vigil, toiled, preached, and taught. St. Thomas died on March 7th, 1274, during a commentary 
on the Song of Songs. Thomas's remains were placed in the church of the Jacobin Toll House on January 28, 1369. It's not quite known who beatified Thomas, but on J July the 18th, 1323, Pope John the 22nd canonized him. So much more could be said about this great saint, but uh, we are running out of time. So I'll invite you to use the resources that Phil will post uh, in the description, as well as any other resources you can find on St. Thomas Aquinas. And I will close with the student's prayer by St. Thomas. Come, Holy Spirit, divine creator, true source of light and fountain of wisdom, pour forth your brilliance upon my dense intellect, dissipate the darkness which covers me, that of sin and ignorance. And that is St. Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas Aquinas. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. So St. Thomas, we, all three of us, have read quite a bit of his stuff in school. And on the side, but in school we were, especially when we were in moral theology, and I think a couple of the other classes probably, we had to read a bunch of his stuff. So a lot of good stuff. So very much agree. Uh, probably one of my definitely top three, top two saints, maybe. I really have a great admiration for St. Thomas Aquinas. I'll All be right. adding a bunch of links to his free resources online uh, where you can read the whole Summa Theologica um, online. Uh, I think there's some really questions you have about faith, about God, about whatever St. Thomas Aquinas has probably written about it. So just look at some of the resources because there's a lot there and there's really, there's a lot of depth and beauty to his writings as well. It's not, so the Summa Theologiae, Summa Theologica, however you want to pronounce it, was written for someone who has completed a master's level training. So right. if you're reading it and you don't understand yeah. something, there's some great commentaries by uh, Peter Kreft, um, uh, many others as well. Okay, I'll list some of those as well, yeah. because sometimes it can be hard to get into some of St. Thomas Aquinas. But once you get there um, and you kind of have an understanding, uh, Matt Frad has written a great book about uh, St. Thomas Aquinas as well, uh, just to kind of get people started. So there's ways to get into these works, but I'm telling you, it's it, the well is very deep. There's much knowledge there to draw from. Hence, he's a doctor of the church. And I, and I wasn't trying to shortchange other saints. All saints are incredible people, and that's why we spotlight them here. Indeed. But, you know, you can't go wrong with, you know, the Summa for St. Thomas. You can't go wrong with confessions with St. Augustine or or uh, reading, uh, you know, about consolation and desolation from St. Ignatius. There's There's a few of them that, for sure, that, are just some at some of the top level for us. And I think for most Catholics. So what I think is really beautiful is St. Thomas did all this beautiful writing. In fact, he was writing the Summa Theologiae and he brought it before the altar and was given this beautiful vision and never completed it. So it was his assistant that finished it. So there's some controversy about what was finished, but anyways, you know, he was given this beautiful vision and 
you know, he just kind of said, well, I can't write anything that, you know, articulates what you've given me. So anything I've written is just straw. It's really beautiful because there's so much in what he's written. And then to him to just, I guess I can't write anything else. Well, if he didn't complete everything, I mean, it's somewhat apropos if, if others, maybe as assistant assisted or assisted in completion, that happened with St. Ignatius, I think, a little bit. And, hey, the Bible is all about that. So great stuff to, to break into and get the commentaries, and Phil will provide that to, to you folks. Okay, well, we want to cut this short because we've been on for a long time. And uh, so we appreciate everybody being on the broadcast today, and hopefully this has been very helpful and, and very productive, and we want your comments. So please... Uh, please send us your comments. But before I, I get to the comments, let's just talk about where to find us. You can find us on any platform, podcast platform out there. And please rate us because we, we appreciate the rating. I mean, we know we're five-star guys, but we need other people to tell us we're five-star guys too. Amen. So that's, that's always very helpful. It's not pride uh, either. App, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. It's just the truth. It's telling the truth, right? Amen. Um, we all need affirmation, so, right? Yeah. So wherever, wherever, whatever podcast platform, and please tell your friends and your family members to subscribe as well. Uh, and what's coming up on episode 26, Bob? That's right. Terry, why don't you tell them? Because you, you're the one that reached out to the individual. So episode 26 is going to uh, break new ground for strange Catholics. And pretty excited about that. We are going to have... A, uh, a guest interviewee on the podcast coming up, uh, episode 26, will feature Father Tom Skaya, who uh, is a priest here, newly ordained priest in the Diocese of St. Cloud, and he's uh, currently serving in the churches of uh, St. Joe Way Park, Minnesota, and St. Michael in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and also serving in the uh, area Catholic community that I work with. So uh, very excited and very looking forward to uh, the discussion next week. So tell your friends. Yeah, we're ready to put him through the meat grinder. That's and we'll right. see how he turns out. So, <laughs> so that's, that's coming up on our, on our next episode, which will be out in a little bit over a week. It'll be out there and uh, you'll get to hear that. And, and that's what, going forward, we hope to have a lot more guests here in 2021. So please leave us comments. If you have comments about the show, good, bad, whatever, uh, please leave them. StrangeCatholicsPod at gmail.com. Or, or you can send them to Phil on LinkedIn. <laughs> you can do that there too, absolutely. <laughs> or you can send it to me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. But all three of us that's, are. Yeah, oh, we all are. But send them to Phil. Phil will tell us. Uh, that'll work fine. Okay. So now we've come to the part of the show where we're going to say goodbye and we're going to pray. And and we encourage all of you to pray every day and and then pray for us as we pray for you. And and now we're going to offer our prayer intentions and, and close in prayer. And I believe it's Terry's going to do it this week. It is me. So, gentlemen, let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious and heavenly Father, you who are our light and our joy, 
we come before you, we praise and bless your holy name for this time together as brothers, this time together to reach out to uh, those who are listening and, uh, and provide them with maybe a little bit of hope, a little bit of light, and certainly some laughter in our time together. During this time, we just like to pray for all those uh, out there who have uh, uh, prayer intentions, but especially for the protection of life from conception to natural death. Pray for all of our political leaders, especially the new, newly elected, that they come together in all levels of government to use wise and prudent discernment to lead the people of the United States. We pray for all of those who have died from COVID or any other illnesses and for those that are grieving for them. May God bring them healing and peace. We also are praying for those awaiting test results, fighting cancer, COVID, or any other ailment, and also for their caregivers and families. May the Holy Spirit walk with them and let them know God's infinite love for them. For our brother Deacon Phil and Deacon Joe Kresge and those that suffer from sleeping disorders, may the Holy Spirit come down upon them and bring them healing in body, mind, and soul. And God, we just offer all of these prayers and we pray these prayers in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, thanks, Terry. That was wonderful. So thanks again, folks, for joining us. God bless all of you out there. We hope to see you or we won't we won't see you, but you will hear us in just over a week with our special broadcast number 26. And until then, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day. And may God bless you.